For those who are part of us, we are reading the book of Proverbs this month. We give Bible readings because we believe it's important to read the Word of God. It's important to get the Word of God into us. And this month we're reading Proverbs because every one of us needs some wisdom in our lives. I'm going to just share a few verses from today's reading and a few comments for a short time. I'm reading from New Living Translation, only the first eight verses. My child, never forget the things that I have taught you. Store my commands in your heart. If you do this, you will live many years and your life will be satisfying. Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Then you will find favor both with God and people and you will earn a good reputation. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. And the Bible's talking about strength for your bones. It's not just physical. That's a right, it's meaning right within the depths of your being, you're going to find strength. And we're having a year of strengthening, and we believe that wisdom can strengthen us. We are strengthened by wisdom. You can be strengthened by wisdom. What is the purpose of the book of Proverbs? It was written by Solomon, and even those not in church circles will have used or heard the expression, the wisdom of Solomon, the wisest man that ever lived outside of Jesus Christ, obviously. And he wrote the book of Proverbs, and the first couple of chapters, the first chapter says this, the purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline to help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives, to help them do what is right, just, and fair. So Proverbs is about us living. It's helping us to live successful lives. I believe God wants us to live successful lives. You know, knowledge and wisdom are different. Knowledge is good. Wisdom is better. Knowledge is like, Knowing things, like you get knowledge, or I get knowledge to pass tests. No, like cramming the night before an exam. That's not getting wisdom, that's just getting knowledge to answer questions the next day. It's like the night before my driving test. Nowadays you sit theory separately, in the good old days, it was part of your test where they asked you three or four questions. So the night before I decided to cram the whole of the highway code into my mind read it for the first time and thought, I better read this, I'm going to be asked some questions, and prayed overnight that I wouldn't get asked anything about the breaking distances, because I just couldn't get a hang of those breaking distances at all. If you saw me driving, you would probably appreciate the fact that I can't get a hold of those breaking distances at all. But that's just getting knowledge, it's like passing, to try and pass an exam. It gives us a bit of knowledge, but wisdom is something we can learn and can grow into, which helps us through the process of life. Wisdom is far more important and different than knowledge. In, the three, in these first eight verses, there's three challenges, three consequences about being strengthened in our inner man, in our inner being. And it talks about the heart a lot, three parts of it, in your heart, within your heart, all your heart. You know, the heart is so important and we need to be strengthened within the depths of our bones and inner heart. We'll read tomorrow Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. 
You know, when David really messed up King David, before it was king, I mean, it's king, what he came to God was, no, what I need is a heart change. Create me a clean heart. My heart's the problem. I need something to happen to strengthen and give me something change my heart. And in this book, Wisdom, Wisdom is Crying Out. And there's three aspects I want to touch on, which will give a source of strengthening within the depths of a being. The first one, Wisdom cries, store his commands or his instructions in your heart. Instructions, directions, commands of God. Store my commands in your heart. Listen, what are you storing in your heart? What you're storing in your heart can make you strong or can make you weak. No, it's easy to store bitterness in our hearts. It's easy to store bitterness. It starts with somebody says something or someone does something wrong or something we don't like or we get a bit jealous of someone and we keep storing it. We don't let it go. We store it in our heart and it leads to bitterness. It leads to resentment. It leads to jealousy. It leads to things which debilitate us, don't strengthen us. When we keep bitterness stored in our heart, it weakens us not strengthen us. We can store regret in our heart and it weakens us. See, the thing about regret is you can't change what's happened. Living with regret won't change the past, but it will spoil your future. It will weaken your future. You know, Martha, when Lazarus died, she basically came to the point in Jesus, if only. But then that led to blame. If only you had been here. If only. But Jesus says, we can't change that, but what we can do is do something about the future. <laughs> we can store so many things. We can store fear. Maybe because of our previous experience. Maybe because of just an unhealthy fear. We can store so many things in our hearts. And it weakens and debilitates us. But when we store his instructions, store his command, store his word in our heart, it can strengthen us. Colossians 3 verse 16 says this, Let the word of Christ have its home within you. I.e., let the word of God be stored in your heart. It will strengthen you. It will help you. It will help you to grow. It will help you to become all that God's called you to be. If you don't store the bitterness, the anger, what people say, but if you store what God says in your heart, you'll be strengthened in the inner man. You will grow into all that God has got for you. Wisdom cries, store my commands, my instructions in your heart. There's three challenges. The first one, store his instructions in your heart. God is the source of all wisdom. And when Proverbs is written and Solomon's writing about, do what I'm telling you here. Basically, God is saying, you do what I do, what I say. Keep my instructions in your heart. Here's the consequence if you do. You will live many years and your life will be satisfying. NIV says, prolong your life many years, and it will bring you peace and prosperity. You know, God wants us to live a satisfying life. He wants us to live a satisfied life. And he said, if you store my instructions, my commands, my words in your heart, that's what I'm saying, you'll live many years, and you'll live a satisfying life. I, you know, too many Christians think you're supposed to live a struggle, battle, life where you get no satisfaction, no joy within it at all. I want to tell you, that's not my God. God wants us to live a life of fulfillment and purpose and satisfaction and joy. That's not to say there's not days where we struggle and we think, oh, this is a struggle and we feel rotten and bad. If you've ever 
had never had a day where you've never had, a, oh, I'm fed up with this or anything like that. Please, can you please come and pray for me at the end of the meeting? Can I need some of what you've got? I have a days where I felt, oh, I'm scunnered. I'm fed up. I'm, I, this is just, I just don't know what's happening. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what I'm, we're doing here. I've had days like that. But they're not the norm. They're the now and again days. My norm is I've got a purpose all over my life. God's call is on my life. I'm living for him. I'm serving him. And I have a satisfied life. Now, we all want more. And I've got a satisfied, an unsatisfied satisfaction, if you know what I mean. I'm satisfied. I want more and I desire more. But that doesn't mean to say I don't live fulfilled. I'm living fulfilled. I'm living with purpose. I'm living with joy in my heart. I'm living for the cause of God. Because I'm storing up his words in my heart. And I'm living a satisfied life because I'm living for his purpose and joy. But please pray for me if you've never had a bad day. I'll pray for you to not be a liar. But anyway, we'll go there. Challenge one, restore his instructions. Challenge two, store loyalty and kindness. Wisdom cries, store loyalty and kindness in your heart. Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them round your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart, i.e., it's a heart issue. Loyalty and kindness. If you want to be strengthened, then store loyalty and kindness in your heart. You know, when God tells us we need a reminder, because he knows we've got a forgetter, okay? And we need constantly to keep focused on storing loyalty and kindness in a heart. Loyalty means the state or quality of being loyal, faithfulness to commitments or obligations, faithful adherence to a sovereign, to a government, to a leader, to a cause, etc., etc. You know, we live in a world where loyalty has more or less gone out the window. Faithfulness and loyalty, whether that's in sport or business or politics or whatever, Loyalty is at a premium in our world. But you know, God says if you store loyalty within you, you're going to be strengthened in your inner man. I love the story of Ruth in the Old Testament. You know, for those who don't know, she had a mother-in-law, Naomi, and she had a, who had two sons, and Ruth was married to one and Oprah the other one. But the three men in their life died. And basically Naomi says, listen, I'm going back to Judah. I heard this good stuff. I'm going back there. Um, you, you, don't you hang about me. Don't you hang about me. I, I, I can't bring you another son for you to marry. And if I did, be too old type of thing. And Oprah said, okay. Okay. Okay, not bad. He said, but okay. Okay, I'll leave you. But Ruth. Ruth said these words. Don't ask me to leave you and turn back. Wherever you go, I'll go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. I've stored loyalty in my heart here. I've got a commitment here. I've got a connection and I'm not letting go. It's tough. It's not quite worked out the way, but you know what? I'm still loyal. I'm still committed here. It's not that Oprah's bad and can understand the decisions, but there's something within me that I'm storing loyalty within my heart. You know, I'm hanging about. If you know the story, she married an incredible man called Boz. And listen, if you read Matthew chapter 5, 
Ruth is mentioned in the genealogy of Jesus. Do you know why? Because it was a story of loyalty. Hey, it's tough, but I'm hanging in there. I'm sticking about this place. Okay, and so often, sadly, churches have lack of loyalty. Okay, I'll hang about, I'll go to that church, I'll go to the next thing, I'll turn up and I feel like it, I'll, I'll not feel like it. You know what? You're just weakening yourself when you do that. Because you have a sense of loyalty. You've got a sense, I'm sticking in here, and I'm sticking in, I'm being faithful. There's a strength comes within you. There's something happens within you. And not only would any leader on the planet love someone who's like that, God rewards it as well. God rewards it as well. You know what, MD would like to know people about them. When they say they're going to be there, they're going to be there. When they say they're going to be doing things, they're going to be doing things. Listen, you can't put a price on that as far as MD and leadership is concerned. But I want to tell you, God values it just as highly. He really does. Loyalty and kindness. Loyalty and kindness. No, we're meant to be kind. That might be a bit of a surprise to you, but we're called to be kind. Jesus... Acts 10.30 says this, he went about doing good. He went about doing good. And healing all our oppressors. Have you stored up acts of kindness? James says, I'll tell you if you've got faith, I'll see it by your actions. We need to store up kindness. It's not, oh, I've done a good deed this year, that's me for the year. No, it's supposed to flow from us. It's a heart issue. Because from your heart, intentions are meant to flow into actions. There's a challenge to store loyalty and kindness in the heart. The consequence is this. You'll find favor with both God and people, and you'll earn a good reputation. If you store loyalty, kindness, you'll earn favor with God. Now, you're going to get religious on me and say, we've got favor. Grace is unmerited favor of God. We all have favor in our life. I want to tell you that is true. Every one of us who have entered into a relationship with God through Jesus Christ is because of grace and favor. By grace you're saved through faith. It's not ourselves, it's a gift of God. It's unmerited favor. It's the grace of God. We are what we are by the grace of God. We didn't deserve anything in that sense. Everything that we stand before God is righteous is because of God's grace. We couldn't save ourselves. If you're in here today and you don't know Jesus Christ, we want to tell you as your personal Savior, we want to tell you, you can enter into the grace of God by saying, Jesus, I reckon I don't do anything. I can't do anything to earn my salvation. Thank you for dying for me, for taking the punishment from me. Thank you that I can receive of your grace and come into a relationship where my sins are forgiven and I'm righteous before God. You can do that today, and you can just simply say that, and you'll experience that grace that many of us know about. But I want to tell you there's levels of grace. There's levels of favor. I believe there's levels of favor. That's just a starting point. But I believe there's a reaping, there's a sowing and a reaping level of favor. There's an obedience level of favor. It's not just we all start with grace and unmerited favor, but I want to tell you today there are merits of favor in God. And God says, if you store loyalty in your heart, you're going to end the favor. You're going to end favor of God. You're going to end the favor of God in your life. Yes, you've got some favor of God, but I want to tell you this morning, wisdom, you can strengthen your favor with God by storing loyalty and kindness within your heart. doesn't mean everything's rosy and good, but you can still have favor in your life by storing loyalty. And people. People are imperfect. We know that. You're the only one who's perfect, whoever you think you are. It's true. 
but you can get favor. What does it mean, favor with people? It means if you can store loyalty, people can, can depend on you, they can rely on you, they can trust you, they can use you in ways that they wouldn't if you weren't having a lot better loyal in your life. And also, you'll earn a good reputation. Now, I know some of you are going to go, Oh, Jim, Pastor Jim, Jesus made himself of no reputation. He humbled himself. He denied himself, Philippians chapter 2. He, delivered, he made himself of no reputation. It's not about my name. It's not about making a reputation for myself. It's not about me being famous. It's never about me. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. You learn a good reputation. Don't get the other one out of context. What it means is, People look at your life and there's loyalty and you say, hey, here's somebody we can be trusted. And let me put it this way. If you've not got a good reputation, then you've got a less than good reputation. And let me put this, tell you this. When you've got a good reputation, you're a reflection of Jesus. When you've got a less than good reputation, people look at your life and make a judgment about Jesus. Ouch! But it's true. But when you store loyalty in your heart, you'll get favor of God on a new level. You have favor with people and you have a good reputation. People can look at you and can rely on you and trust you. I better move on because you don't like that bit. Let your heart be loyal, faithful and kind. And challenge three, you'll be glad we're getting to the end. Store trust in your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do. He will show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn from evil. I store some trust in the Lord, not trust in yourself. Some of us trust more in ourselves than we do in the Lord. But we're called to trust in the Lord. And it will strengthen us the more we trust in the Lord. Because the more you trust in him, the more you gain the experience that God can be trusted. Find strength and trust in him. A healthy heart, trust him. You know, there's a sense in which trust goes a level beyond faith. I'm really upsetting some of your theology today, aren't I? But there's times that trust is a higher level than faith. I can have faith in God for the things we prayed about. And I'm believing for it. When we do this praise prayers on a Sunday, I'm, I'm expecting things to happen. I'm expecting miracles. I'm expecting healings. I'm expecting the songs that we sing about to be songs that are become a reality because we're speaking faith and believing in God to do great things. I have a faith in God's ability. I have a faith in God to do what only God can do. There's a sense my faith is in his competence and his ability to do what only he can do. Only he can do. But trust goes beyond that. Trust is not in his competence, it's in his character. Because I'll tell you, other times I've had faith and I've believed for things. I've trusted God, I believe God to do things. There's times I've believed God not to do things, and they've happened. There's times I've believed God for things to happen, for people to get healed, for this not to happen, for that to happen, for this to work, for that person, for this job, for that illness, for that scenario for that family situation and I prayed and I believed God and believed God to move and it didn't work out the way I wanted it didn't happen the way I wanted but you know what kicked in trust kicked in I had faith in his competence 
but that didn't work for whatever reason. I then had a trust in his character. A character, a trust in his character, that even though it didn't work out my way, even though it didn't happen and some of it was really painful, I trusted in God's still a good God. God's still loving. He's still merciful. He's still gracious. God's still in my side. God knows best. God knows, I know that God causes all things to work together for good because I love him and I'm called to his purpose. And there's times of faith, maybe levels on it, what they should be. Maybe we have faith and they don't happen. But I want to tell you that can hurt you. It can debilitate you. It can cause you to be weakened. But when you store trust in God, God, it didn't work out my way, but I lay myself in you and who you are. And I know even though it didn't work out, you're still a good God. You're still a God who's for me. You're still a God who's loving me. You're still a God who I can trust because I know that you know it's best. Your ways are higher than my ways. And I might never understand it, but I trust in your character. And the more you trust in the character, the stronger you'll get through the tough times and the things that don't happen. You'll go to a place where even though it didn't happen my way, it happened your way, God. And I trust that you're still working for my good and for your glory. Store up trust. Many of you here have got disappointments where it didn't happen, but you can have trust in God that will strengthen you. Trust Him when things are tough. Trust them when it's tough and it's hard. But you know, my struggle is to trust them when it's okay. The writer says here, don't depend on your own understanding. Seek his will and all you do, he'll show you. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. In all your ways, acknowledge him. I doubt your past. There's times I can trust him and trust in him when things are tough. But then when things are okay, I can lean on my own understanding. Yeah, I, I can do this, God. I got this, okay? I've been one of those people where I've been driving along and they've got the sat-nav on and I can say, you can switch it off now. I know where I'm going. I'm past the hard bit now. Just, just shut that guy up. Okay, I can get us where we're going. Only a few minutes later says, see that guy you shut up? Can you get him to talk to us again? Tell him I'm sorry. Tell him I'm sorry. Tell him I need him again. You know what I mean? See, when it was tough and I needed them, okay, I want to listen to you. But hey, I've got this now. I don't need you. I can do this. And sometimes we do that with God. Wow, need you, need you. Make sure that's working. Tell me where to go. It's okay now. Things are okay. But more often than not, I have to come back and say, Lord, sorry. I was trusting in me, not in you. And I get into another mess. And I'm coming back to say, in all my ways, I'm going to acknowledge you. In all my ways, I'm going to trust you. And you can direct my paths. He's a bit sat-nav you can have. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then you'll have healing for your body and strength for your bones. Strength in the man. The band are going to come back up. Wisdom and applying the wisdom that we read in Solomon, uh, through Solomon and Proverbs this month, can strengthen us for our life. But the three challenges and three consequences store his instructions and you will live a satisfied life.
store loyalty. You'll get favor with God and people. And store trust in God, and he'll direct your paths. He'll bring healing, and he'll bring strength to your innermost being. Wisdom, strengthen us. One version ends it like this. If you do all these things, if you store his instructions, commands, store loyalty, store trust, this will make you healthy and you will feel strong. You want to be strong, you'll feel strong. There'll be a strength comes within you if you manage to store these three things in your heart. Wisdom strengthens us. You may feel you have little wisdom. You may feel you need wisdom. I want to pray a prayer for you today. Can we all stand? I've learned to trust God in many ways. And I haven't got time to tell, but I could tell the stories of when it didn't work out my way. Later on, I saw, wow, God, you've done something amazing. But we all need wisdom for our life. But maybe there's people here today, and particularly you need wisdom for situations you're in. James 1 verse 5 says this, If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Another version says this, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. He'll look at you without finding fault in you and he'll give you wisdom. So if you really mean, I'm going to pray a prayer of faith and I believe it. And I believe that God's going to drop wisdom into our hearts today. I know there are some who really need just some wisdom for situations they're dealing with. I'm believing today God's going to drop some wisdom into your heart, into your life. For all of us, we need to make a decision that I'm going to store up his instructions beyond what other people are saying, his instructions. I'm going to store loyalty. I'm going to begin today to store loyalty. I'm going to start today to store trust in God in a way that I've never done before, in good times and bad. And I'm going to be strengthened as I do it. But Father, I pray particularly for those who just require wisdom, whatever area it is in life. Lord, a new word says, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God. We are asking our generous God. And your word says that he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for not asking. He will not find fault. He will give us the wisdom that we require. Father God, I pray that you'll drop words of wisdom. I pray you'll just drop general wisdom into lives, into situations. Lord, even today, even this week, Father God, you'll just drop words of wisdom that people thought, wow, why did I never think of that before? Because I've just received a godly wisdom for the scenarios therein. Father, help us to live constantly so close to you that we hear your still voice directing our paths, giving us wisdom for daily, daily life. But Father, thank you for dropping wisdom into hearts, into minds today. Thank you for working out your purposes and plans. And Father, I pray, Lord, as we store up these things, that everyone here will have a satisfied life of purpose and meaning, bringing glory to you. In Jesus' name, amen.